everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. And for this show, I'm going to call you Detective Pete Wright. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Among the greats. Hercule Poirot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Agatha Christie. Detective yep. Pikachu. Yeah, there you go. I'm up there with the greats. Hey, uh, we are talking about breaking down an ADHD challenge today. It's going to be great. Uh, and um, I, it's it's kind of a new way of thinking about it. We talk a lot about processes, breaking down processes, breaking down projects. But how do you break down the actual ADHD challenge itself? And it will involve underpants gnomes. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. And if the show has ever touched you, uh, if you, if it's ever helped you make a change for your life in your life for the better, if you've found you understand your relationship with ADHD in a new way, please consider supporting the show directly through Patreon at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Patreon is listener supported podcasting with a few dollars a month. You can help guarantee we continue to grow the show, add new features, invest more heavily in this community. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. We are deeply thankful for all of you for helping this show stay afloat. So we have a few bits of business. The first one is you were a guest on the Change Paradox podcast. I was. And it just went live last week as we record this on Friday. And you were great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was is, so fun. It was we so fun. I, I was interviewed by Dr. Dodge. Dr. <laughs> Dodge. And this is his new show. And a lot of you had asked when he was a guest on our show, it asked, you know, when when he starts his podcast, would you please let us know? Well, this is us letting you know he has started his podcast. Nikki was on it. And uh, you can find it, the link in the show notes. Um, it, it's over at truestory.fm slash the change paradox. And um, it was a great episode. And I love the idea of just change and and changing your life and behavior around that which does not change, right? Your ADHD exactly, is a thing that right. exists. So how do you change around it? And and so that's the ADHD paradox. And um, mm -hmm. And it was a really neat conversation. I was glad to be able to listen to it, though I did not participate, which was weird. You did not. It was it so was weird. Weird. <laughs> Uh, so it was, was weird to one. talk about you because there were a couple of times where I'd be like, my co-host, Pete Wright, and like Pete is there. He's just not talking. He's in the background, yeah. like doing his tech stuff. But yeah, yeah no, it, it was, was a little strange not having strange. you there. Super fun uh, and super glad and grateful that you were able to do that. So that's the first bit of business. And the second is I got to tell you about my dog. Uh oh, can I do this on Thanksgiving? We, we did a presentation a long time ago about like, you know, how do you how do you um, resolve an ADHD spiral? Do you remember that? Yes. And, and it's, I think the last thing was like, when your dog, when your runs, dog away, runs away, it gets in the mud or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. We're all kind of relaxing in the evening. And we've been, you know, the wildlife on a clear night is getting active. And so this is very new to us in suburbia. We don't we've we've only had the dog for a couple of years. And uh, and so, you know, at night, they're all all the animals are out. You know, we've seen the raccoons and and everything. And so um, I we got for for this, this 
in the house, we got a, a sauna, like a hot box sauna, like where you zip oh, up in yes. it and you set the temperature and your little head sticks out. And I was <laughs> doing the sauna one night and you sit in there at I 150 degrees. That. It's ridiculous. But you sit in there <laughs> and you just sweat. Like that's the whole thing. You just sweat right. 150 degrees for an hour. So I'm in the middle of this. And um, and and I hear downstairs a commotion. And then I hear little feet running fast, and it's our dog, and then silence, and then a smell comes over the house. And I think, oh my God, am I on fire right now in this in the hot box? I think I'm on fire. Something is on fire. The smell is so bad. Is my hair on fire? I don't know what's going on. And chaos ensues. And I turn around and hear my wife downstairs saying, oh my God, I think Gambit got sprayed by a skunk. Oh, has this ever happened to you with your animals? Yes, it has. This was totally terrible. It is terrible. It is is so terrible. And so he went and lodged himself under my side of the bed. He got sprayed full in the face and was dripping the stuff throughout our house. Our entire he went on a just careening through the house with the skunk. So right now, today, it is, and it has become the fixating element that distracts me always. I cannot, I look, I turn right, and I smell the whiff of skunk. We've tried everything, and everything that we've read is you do all the treatments, you do everything in the vinegar and all of the stuff, right, and then right. you wait like two months, because that's what it's going to take to get rid of every last trace. But I I am noticing just how sensitive I am to smell. Yes, because yes. Because it is, I mean, we're just wow. we're moving furniture, we're doing the cleaning on the, it was just horrific and that has become a staple in distracting feature just being in my house is a fight to right now not to to be in there the worst yeah just to be in there oh my gosh that was it the dog is fine yeah, I, we don't we don't have uh you know anything that's that's super threatening we don't have you know dingoes coyotes yes. bears dingoes. in our yard like we don't we don't do that yeah. you know um but but we do have now skunks and they were cranky and they like to boot, spray. So, yes, yeah. they're cranky. Wow. Ugh, so, so that's bad, so interesting right? because it will be, you know, next Thanksgiving, I wonder what the story is going to be, because this Thanksgiving, it was you and your skunk. Last Thanksgiving, it was yeah. me falling through the roof, which was priceless. We're not that having is a good gift luck that here. keeps giving. Right. <laughs> what is it? Also, don't forget we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, I so, hope that it's not two months. I hope it's more like oh, two me hours. Too. Me too. Yeah, me too. That's awful. You think you get used to it. You don't. I don't get used to it. I don't a- acclimate to it. It's bad. No, I think it, it, now that you're saying that Charlie's never been uh, sprayed by a, a skunk, but what he's done is we have a lot of deer. We have a lot of wildlife like where we mm-hmm. are. And he'll get into the poop, like the deer's sure poop or whatever yeah. the poop is, yeah. and he'll lay on it, and oh. so it's all over him. That's awesome. And then he comes in, and it's just, it's disgusting. Yeah. But it's not an ongoing thing like the skunk spray, so Ugh. I'm sorry. That sucks. Oh, can I say that? Yes. Sucks is not okay. one of the words. Okay. <laughs> uh, we do have Good. a question uh, from our yes. Discord community, and I wanted to, it's it's appropriate for our topic today. And I'm also incredibly lazy and just didn't want to type all of my thoughts out. And so I thought mm-hmm. we would answer it right now. 
I think and, that's a great uh, idea. And post a link back. Uh, but this one comes from our Discord community, and it is, uh, if memory serves, several of you in the Discord world have said that you have become entrepreneurs or gone independent in recent years, including you uh, at Pete. I'm considering it again now, but I'm I'm... But as always, I'm struggling with anxieties about structure, organization, et cetera. How did you guys deal with that? What do you think? Uh, well, my first uh, response is you get help. Like you don't do it all on your own. It's hard. Uh, I, I think having some sort of support is is, is really useful. I, I, I would say for me, um, finding the right time was everything uh, because mm-hmm. I had tried to do this a number of times uh, uh, before. Uh, you know, and I tried to to do it while I was still working, you know, try to you, you try to kind of ease out of one and into another. And I, I'm, I'm sure I've told this story before. I couldn't do it. I, I just nobody That's, would answer really the phone. Yeah. yeah. And because you, your focus is just not and you, when you already struggle with focus, like having to split that limited focus with a day mm-hmm. job and, you know, efforts to to do your own thing at night are, are really hard. So it wasn't until I finally just said, you know, I quit. I'm done with mm-hmm. a day job and I'm going to do this full time. Um, the the structure, I, I did what I think everybody recommends at first, which is to just pretend you have a day job and set the hours and the alerts and the alarms and the breaks for lunch and, and do all mm-hmm. of those things until you figure out what your... Um, what your own sort of mode is, right? Yes. Because there are yes. people who who just you know want to sleep late and take advantage of that. But then you got to figure out how where the work happens, um, right? And so you know, pretending, just m- manufacturing a a structure around when you mm-hmm. are available and most importantly when you are not, I think, is incredibly important. So if you're going to end mm-hmm. the day at five, then really end the day. Leave the laptop in another room. Like end the day. Um, I think having a space. Uh, that is yours. If you don't have an office, pick a corner. Um, mm-hmm. Have something that you can you can set aside as the space that is dedicated to work. Separate phone line is is useful if you're mm-hmm. if you have a heavy phone uh, presence. Right, you want to you know set up a Zoom phone account so you have a phone number that rings to you so that you can turn that off at the end of the day. Right, and and mm-hmm. you know be protective of that. Um, so those kinds of things, uh, setting up a separate email address, separate phone, separate space, like all of that serves to create the the invisible barriers that you no longer have by going to an office every day. Right. Um, and, and I think a lot of people make that decision like there is a there's a, a break point where you say, OK, now I'm I, I'm making enough and I have enough sort of structure that I need an office and I need more support. And and you get to make that call. I have chosen not to make that call. And the people that I work with are all completely distributed. They're not in, in the same state. We don't want a physical presence. Um, but at some point, you'll you'll be able to make that call yourself. And I think that's a um, that that's another thing that's that's, you know, worth considering. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm spitballing here, but. Well, and I think the one of the things that really helped me was you, Pete, um, because you were, you know, you have started or you started with me at the very beginning, right? Yeah, when I was yeah. an organizer. So you helped with the website. I mean, you were right there from the beginning. And there were so many things that you knew that I couldn't possibly know about the technology. And there were a lot of things that you offered and 
recommended that helped with the organization. You know, I think when we first started working together, you had introduced me to OmniFocus. Um, I worked with that for a while. You then showed me things. I mean, and all of this has evolved, right? But just these little, like even um, like mind node and yeah. um, Omigraphal, yeah. I think is what it's called. All of these things that can kind of help you organize your tasks and your projects um, was a lifesaver because I didn't know about those things. And I wouldn't have known about those mm-hmm. things if I didn't have you, you know, to, to say, hey, check this out. This might help you, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to, to look at that. Even if you're not tech sa- savvy, because I wasn't, and I was still able to figure out how to use those systems in a very simple way mm-hmm. and, um, you know, kept track of things. So I would I would definitely. also add to that, I think, as a as a parallel point, if you are tech savvy, uh, recognize that you're going to need to figure out when to stop. Uh, because right, it's yeah. really easy to invest in too many systems and suddenly yes. you have too many subscription bills monthly. Right, you have all right. of these things you've subscribed to to help you get organized. And if you live with ADHD and you're trying to start your own business, it can be really easy to get in system overload and not mm-hmm. even recognize it until, you know, you're way too distributed. Um, Well, and with that point, too, I think it does take money to start a business. Mm -hmm. And so even though this might be like what you and I do is is so much online and, you know, we don't have to have customers coming into our stores. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But you do have to understand that it is a business, whatever business you choose, if it's a service or whatever, it is a business and it is going to cost money. And like you said, be really aware of what systems are going to help you and upgrade them. If, if something's going to really help you, don't be afraid to do the, the premium, you know, because you're going to get so much more than just doing the basics. And so that's something else I would Consider yeah, too. you know, I, I, the same thing goes with like if you're investing in technology, right? Investing in hardware, uh, right. uh, phones, tablets, computers. Uh, if if it's if it's for your business, make sure it's bulletproof. Don't yeah. get don't get the cheapest because you think you're a startup, right? Invest, right, right, right. That's that's do do it yeah. right. Um, so I guess that's it. Uh, without uh, without. More specific questions. If you have more specific questions, dear listener, please uh, post them back in the Discord. We'll post this link. And uh, thank you for asking the question. I think it's a great one. It's a good one to revisit, as, especially as we come up toward the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. And we we look at reflections and, frankly, look at investing in some things for tax year here in the U.S. Like, it's almost a new year. Is it time to buy a new computer? Uh, <laughs> let's, let's see what hey. we can invest in ourselves. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's right. where we are. So. Uh, Okay, and that actually leads us, I think, really well into our topic for today. Breaking down an ADHD challenge. Set us up. Okay, well, it is time for you, Detective Pete Wright, to put on your investigator hat. And what's that eyeglass thing? The the, magnifying glass. Magnifying glass. Yeah, I was like a monocle. But no, that's like, I'm not an industrialist. (laughs) No, no, no. no. You are going to, you know, be looking really close at things to try to solve the case. So (laughs) I I love this because it really is about being a detective. So we talk a lot about breaking projects down into smaller pieces. This is something that we talk um, about on the show, blog posts, in conversations with clients. It's it's obviously a big thing. Um, When we do this breaking down 
um, journey. It's making things easier for us to get started, to tackle. It's less overwhelming. But what we don't always talk about is breaking down specific ADHD challenges. And the reason I brought this up today is that I had a Facebook question. We had posted a video um, from Jessica McCabe of How to ADD. Mm-hmm. And the question underneath is, well, what about when you get stuck? It was a, the, the video was about motivation. And then the question was, what, what if you get stuck? And that's a really kind of a big question. Right, right. Right. Because what exactly are you stuck on? We don't we don't know. So one of the things that we want to do when we're breaking down ADHD challenges is we have to kind of recognize when are we doing that black and white thinking? Um when I say I'm stuck, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I can't get organized. What does that mean? I can't follow through on on what? Exactly. Right. I'm not motivated. So when when comments are like this are made, we are just thinking way too broad. And so what we need to do is really zero in on what's really happening. And also recognizing when you're using words like can't and never. Mm -hmm. What are they? Yeah, they're limiting beliefs, Nikki. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I love this. I've been really sort of, uh, I guess, drilling down on symptomatic thinking too, right? What are the mm-hmm. what are the behaviors that are actually symptoms of something different that's going on, right? And, and that, I think, is where the detective stuff comes in, because so much of my uh, behavior might be driven by something not yet addressed. How do you shorten the distance between the initiative, the thing I want to accomplish, and the action or result without getting caught up in symptoms or symptomatic thinking? Right. And mm-hmm. and that's what leads to the limited limiting beliefs and, you know, figuring out how not to let yourself get trapped by, oh, I can't do that because of ADHD. Right. Right. You're almost surrendering to that. Yeah. Like, OK, I'm just going to do, you know, right. this is just the way it is. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Well, and as a coach, I always ask a lot of questions. And so now it's your turn, Detective Pete Wright mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the listeners out there to ask your your ask these questions to yourself to kind of solve your own case. Like what is really going on here and how can I how can I do something about it Mm -hmm. and not, you know, get rid of the can't. Um, So the very first thing I want to talk about is identify. You really have to be very, very specific about what it is that you're, uh, what's challenging you. So for example, if the statement is, I can't organize, here are some questions you can start asking yourself. You know, are there certain items that are harder for you to organize than others? Which ones are those? Do you notice a difference between your home organization and your work organization? How are they different, Mm -hmm. right? We want to see if something works really well at work, is there a way to transfer that and make that work at home? Mm -hmm. Is there a time of day that is consistent with your perceived inability to take on certain tasks? This is something you added, Pete, and I want you to expand on that. Well, I, I run into this all the time. I think, okay... I can't, I'm just, I, I guess I can't, I can't write, right? I just can't mm-hmm. write. But it turns out that if you look at why I'm in this state of creative block, it's always at the same time in my calendar, you know, say four o'clock in the afternoon, 
Uh, and four o'clock in the afternoon, it turns out, is the most distracted time in the house. And right. I can't find a quiet space. Maybe if if I just get stuck in the can't write part, there's this big open question of like, maybe you should try a different time and just see. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should move your schedule around to figure that out. I and, and that rides into, you know, consistent distractions. If you're trying everything at four o'clock, well, you know what? At four o'clock, the kids are off school and they're raiding the, the fridge for snacks. And uh, I'm trying to do my billing. And of course, I can't do my billing. I guess I can't focus. I have ADHD is one possible outcome. The mm-hmm. other is I need to go sit in my car because it's completely silent, even if it's just in the garage with my laptop right. open, then I might be able to get it done, right? And and I think you can get even more specific. I ran into this one. This couch right behind me has a, yeah. a great and comfortable material. But if I wear a certain shirt and I'm sitting down to try and do a couch podcast, that shirt gets caught funny and it rides up in the back. Oh, one, no. one thing is, you know, I could say, well, I guess I could just never podcast here because it's just not comfortable. But I could also change my shirt if I'm right. not aware that this is what's happening because I'm distracted by the env- environment and ADHD and whatever it is. Then I never ask that question. I never mm-hmm. stop and get introspective and investigative and curious about it. Instead, mm-hmm. I jump straight to judgment. Be curious, not Ye- judgmental. Curious. I love that. Yes. Be curious, not judgmental. Yeah. That's definitely a, a great takeaway. I love that. Well, and, and one of the other uh, examples that we have is, is I hear a lot that I can't follow through uh, with things. And I have a hard time believing that you can't follow through with anything, even though that may be how you feel. Yes. It's, it's not true. So what we need to do is, again, be very curious without judgment. What specific tasks do you struggle with? What are they? What are the roadblocks that are getting mm-hmm. in your way? Because as soon as you can start seeing the roadblocks, like what you're, what you're, what you just perfectly described, it's the couch, the sweater. That's mm-hmm. a roadblock. It's the time of day. That's a roadblock. As soon as you can really figure out those, what those are, then you can start really looking at solutions and, and opportunities for change. Yeah, right. Uh, and we want to look at what are the things that you're able to follow through with and what makes those things different. And it could be just as simple as your interest, right? Because we know that ADHD minds are driven to what they're interested and engaged in. So then that leads into a whole nother conversation because motivation, as we've talked about, is not necessarily the right question to ask on how to do something. It's how to get started. So if you know that you're not interested in something and that's a roadblock, then the question changes to what can I do to get started on this? So the more specific you can be about where you're stuck, the better, because now you can investigate those possible strategies, right? Yeah. And And I'm just going to say it's a lot more efficient to search for ways to be on time than tips on time management. Right, right, right. Just just like just sort of throwing tips at the problem. Yes. Then then actually being introspective about what is it that is symptomatic of you not being able to to focus or manage your time. Exactly. Yeah. So what are these underpants gnomes all about? <sighs> I love it that you that you <laughs> do. Do you, do you know who Trey Parker and Matt Stone are? No. Okay. They're the creators behind South Park. 
Trey Parker. Oh, okay. Max well, I know Bell. who. I know what South Park. You is. know what yes. South Park is. So South Park is. Uh, it, it's. Uh, it is an awful show to love, and I do love it. And um, I, I actually I went to college with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And, oh really? And so Did you I have, know that? I have, yeah, yeah. They were in the film school, and I and oh, cool. I was in the journalism school, and we were a year apart. And it was. It, it's just fantastic that there is that that they're have found such success in in their kind of comedy. And I remember it was, they came up with, I think, they deal with ADHD in their own unique way. And and they have, um, uh, they have put a lot of that into the show. And Mm -hmm. one of my very favorite episodes, the most ADHD of, of, all of their episodes were some season two, episode 17. And that was called Gnomes. And part of the, the story was that there is a, a, a new giant coffee chain called Harbucks moving into South Park. And it was competing <laughs> with the little guy. And, uh, and so the little guy is Mr. Tweak's coffee. And Tweak is one of the characters, the children. And he's completely buzzed out because the parents just give him coffee all the time. And he's constantly shaking. Sure. He's constantly, and the kids ask him, do you think you should give him coffee? Cause maybe he's like shaking all the time because of all the coffee. And the mom says, Oh no, he has ADD, attention deficit disorder. It's <laughs> <That is> just. <laughs> Amazing. There's a sequence where the kids are literally passed out in their own vomit because they've had coffee all night to stay up. Uh, Right. The real story, though, is this. And this is what made this episode uh, a meme. Right. Because Mm. this has become a massive online meme dealing with the gnomes. The gnomes come in at night and they steal your underpants. And then they go and put them in a cave, right? That's what we find out. They're the underpants gnomes. And when the kids finally see the underpants gnomes in action, they say, hey, gnomes, why are you doing this? And the gnomes say, come come down and see our business plan. We love big corporations because we're a big corporation. And there are gnomes everywhere. And there's a mountain of underpants on this underground cavern. <laughs> and they present their business plan. And their business plan is step one, collect underpants. And the kids say, well, that's great. What's what's phase two? And they they say, well, uh, hey, what's phase two? And they yell around and they say, uh, nobody has an answer. And one of them says, but phase three is profit. Right. So he says, so here's our chart. Phase one, collect underpants. Phase two, question mark. Phase three, profit. Okay, now you know the underpants thing. It's everywhere, and it's used as a meme to define like when companies don't know why they're doing something and they lose a lot of money and go out of business. It's because they didn't know what phase two was. This connects to this episode in a very intimate way for me, right? Which is, my goodness, like (laughs) I'm investigating these symptoms of why I can't do things, and it's step one, distraction. Step two, question mark. Step three, oh, well, ADHD. Right? right, right, yes. Right, do you see how it connects back to underpants yes. gnomes, Nikki? Yes, yes, it. step this, two is like step two not is known. Not, I guess I don't know, cereal. Don't know. You know? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Mm-hmm. I... I this this is like I I live this and I think about their little chart step one with the question marks phase two phase three profit all the time right. and it hit me so hard here why because step one I'm not on time I'm not a timely person I have in, yeah. internalized negative limiting belief right right step two is the process I'm not on time because 
We have to focus on the because. We have to let it carry the weight. Why yes. am I not on time? What is it? Is it because I lose my keys? I don't have a bowl by the door with my keys and wallet in it? Mm -hmm. Maybe I should try that because step three is the new state. I'm now on time. Thanks to these accommodations, the right, right. right? I have done X, Y, and Z to solve the question mark in phase two. I, I love this. Figure out the phase two question mark and you solve this problem. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Thank you for bringing that to the show. Underpants gnomes. <laughs> Underpants gnomes. It's so true. It's so true. We're missing that second st step. We're, and that's yes. exactly what this is about, is identifying and figuring out what that is. And I'm going to take it just a little step further, is really understanding why it matters to you, right? What what makes a difference in your life if you make this new state? Like if you make these changes, which we're going to talk about in just a second about mm -hmm. taking action, but what is that? How is that going to benefit you? Uh, is a really important piece of also, you know, getting down to solving the case, right? Is, is identifying and knowing why this is important to you. Um, once we can really take uh, the time to, to research and investigate, then we can start looking at what are the possibilities? What are the strategies? So we're doing this kind of research um, piece. But I'm not necessarily saying go on Google and, and again, like type a bunch of uh, sentences to find out what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I want you to look inside of yourself because most people that I've talked to that have ADHD will say, I know exactly what to do. I'm just not sure how to do it, or I'm having a hard time getting started in doing it. And so we we have to be careful of that black and white thinking that uh, you don't really know, because you probably do. You probably do know some ideas and some tips that have resonated with you. So think about what have you tried before? Because most likely you've tried something. What worked? What didn't work? When it worked, what was different? Was it a different time of day? Uh, were you wearing a different sweater, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can tie all of this back into what we were talking about earlier. But also ask your community, other, ask other ADHDers what helps them, what works for you. And, uh, you know, our Patreon is, a, is an excellent opportunity for you to do that. People want to help others. They want to share their ideas. And that could save you a lot of time because you're actually, you know, talking to somebody that has experienced the exact same thing and uh, can share with what's working for them. Absolutely. We want to try one strategy. We don't want to try 10, right? You might get 10 tips on how to, to uh, leave the house on time, but we want to try one strategy. We want to start small. I'm always an advocate of starting small. Practice. And like you said, be curious about it. No judgment on the outcome. Don't be tied to the outcome. All you're doing at this point is practicing. But we do want to pay attention for the week that you're practicing. So have reminders, have, I'm not a huge fan of trackers, but sometimes it can really help because if you're trying to, to track your time or you're trying to track your distractions, those things really do help. You have to, you have to know what's getting in your way. So um, definitely be paying attention and, and, you know, you're investigating a case. That's how I would look at it is mm -hmm. you're really um, trying to get all the information that you can. Evaluate at the end of the week once you've tried this strategy. How did it go? 
what worked, what didn't. And uh, one of the biggest things I would say to our listeners is have somewhere, have a place where you save your strategies that work so that the next time this comes out or comes about, you can actually go back to this place and look at the strategies that worked before for your future cases, right? We're going to wrap back this around to being an investigator. It's too easy to forget. So um, we want to somehow track the things that work for you, whether that's in a journal, a bullet journal, a file, a computer. I I don't know, Pete, what you would do. How do you track your strategies? Uh, Well, I... To get started on a strategy or, or a um, uh, a uh, new process or tool, I'm tracking it in Todoist. I create things I want to build mm-hmm. habits out of. I have a little routines project, and I have the repeating tasks in there, and that kind of gets me going. And then as I as something works or doesn't work, if it if it doesn't work, and I find I'm just checking it off every day and not doing it, uh, that's right. an indicator that I need to go back and revise that task. And so I'll go in and I'll edit mm-hmm. the task and see what's what's it going to be to to make this what's it going to take to make this work i will um and i track at the end of the day i have a little pop up in my day one app the journal app pops up in the corner of my screen every, uh, at four o'clock every day and it and i use that to just talk about how the day went what did i accomplish right, what did i right. ship uh what is it that i am uh trying to create for myself uh as mm-hmm. you know that guide to you know, future Mm -hmm. success. Well, and I like that you bring up what did I ship again? Because I think that that's a really big point. I know that that has resonated with a lot of people that have listened to the show that, you know, what did I ship, which is such a healthier way of looking at it um, and then documenting that too. Like this live stream, like the live stream is something that we're shipping today and it's to our members Mm -hmm. and it's important. And and I am proud and happy at the end of the day that we did this. And also... Tomorrow, I have an edit job to get the podcast ready to go out in those channels, and I'm going to ship that, right? And so those tasks, I think That's it's right. really important to to focus on what are the things that you're introducing in, into the world and, and be happy about that. There you go. This That's is great. Right. Nice job. Well, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you downloading and listening to the show. Thank you for your time and attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute to the conversation, head over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server and join us right there uh, by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>